0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Chris Meyer, and you are listening to the Forge of Disciples podcast. Today I'm going to be reading a letter from Louis the Ninth to his son Philip II. Now, Louis the Ninth was one of the most beloved kings of France. And in this letter, he is describing to his son how to be a successful king how to be a successful man, and how to be a successful Catholic. So without further ado, I'm going to get into the letter. Dear Son, since I desire with all my heart that you be well, instructed in all things, it is in my thought to give you some advice, this writing, for I have heard you say several times that you remember my words better than those of anyone else. Therefore, dear son, the first thing I advise you is that you fix your whole heart upon God and love him with all your strength. For without this, no one can be saved or be any worth. You should with all your heart shun everything which you believe to be displeasing to him. And you ought especially to be resolved not to commit mortal sin, no matter what may happen, and should permit all your limbs to be hewn off and suffer every manner of torment, rather than fall knowingly into mortal sin. If our Lord send you any adversity, whether illness or other, in good patience, thank him for it. You should receive it in good patience and be thankful for it, for you ought to believe that he will cause everything to turn out for your good, and likewise you should think that you have well merited it. And more also, should he will it, because you have loved him but little and served him but little, and have done many things contrary to his will. If our Lord send you any prosperity, either health of body or other thing, you ought to thank him humbly for it. And you ought to be careful that you are not the worse for it, either through pride or anything else. For it is a very great sin to fight against our Lord with his gifts. Dear son, I advise you that you accustom yourself to frequent confession, and that you choose always, as your confessors, men who are upright and sufficiently learned, and who can teach you what you should do and what you should avoid. You should carry yourself, that your confessors and other friends may dare confidently to reprove you and show you your faults. Dear Son, I advise you that you listen willingly and devoutly the services of the Holy Church. And when you are in church, avoid the frivolity and trifling, and do not look here and there, but pray to God with lips and hearts alike, while entertaining sweet thoughts about Him, and especially at the Mass, when the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ are consecrated, and for a little time before. Dear son, have a tender pitiful heart for the poor and for all those whom you believe to be in misery of heart or body. And according to your ability, comfort and aid them with some alms. Maintain the good customs of your realm and put down the bad ones. Do not oppress your people and do not burden them with tolls or tallies except under very great necessity. If you have any unrest of heart, of such a nature that it may be told, tell it to your confessor or to some upright man who can keep your secret. You will be able to carry more easily the thought of your heart. See to it that those of your household are upright and loyal and remember the scripture which says, love those who serve God and who render strict justice and hate covetousness and you will profit and you will govern your kingdom well. Dear Son, see to it that all of your associates are upright, whether clerics or laymen, and have frequent good converse with them, and flee the society of the bad, and listen willingly to the word of God, both in open and in secret, and purchase freely prayers and pardons. Love all good, and hate all evil, in whomsoever it may be. Let no one be so bold as to say in your presence words which attract and lead to sin, and do not permit words of distraction to be spoken of another behind his back. Suffer it not that any ill be spoken of God or his saints in your presence without taking prompt vengeance. But if the offender be a clerk or so great a person that you ought not to try him, report the matter to him who is entitled to judge it. Dear Son, give thanks to God often for all the good things He has done for you, so that you may be worthy to receive more in such a manner that if it pleases the Lord that you come to the burden and honor of governing the kingdom. You may be worthy to receive the sacred unction wherewith the kings of France are consecrated. Dear God, if you come to the throne, strive Dear, I'm sorry, dear son, if you come to the throne, strive to have that which befits a king. That is to say that in justice and rectitude, you hold yourself steadfast and loyal towards your subjects and your vassals without turning either to the right or to the left, but always straight, whatever may happen. And if a poor man have a quarrel with a rich man, sustain the poor rather than the rich until the truth is made clear. And when you know the truth, do justice to them. If anyone have entered into a suit against you for any injury or wrong which he may believe that you have done to him, be always for him and against yourself in the presence of your counsel without showing that you think much of your case until the truth be made known concerning it. For those of your counsel might be backward in speaking against you, and this you should not wish, and command your judges that you be not in any way upheld more than any others, for thus will your conciliars judge more boldly according to right and truth. If you have anything belonging to another, either of yourself or through your predecessors, if the matter is certain... Give it up without delay, however great it may be, either in land or money or otherwise. If the matter is doubtful, have it inquired into by wise men promptly and diligently. And if the affair is so obscure that you cannot know the truth, make such a settlement by the counsels of upright men that your soul and the soul of your predecessors may be wholly freed from the affair. And even if you hear someone say that your predecessors made restitution, make diligently inquiry to learn if anything remains to be restored. And if you find that such is the case, cause it to be delivered over at once for the liberation of your soul and the souls of your predecessors. You should seek earnestly how your vassals and your subjects may live in peace and rectitude beneath your sway. Likewise, the good towns and the good cities of your kingdom, and preserve them in the estate and the liberty in which your predecessors kept them. Redress it, and if there be anything to amend, amend and preserve their favor and their love. For it is by the strength and the riches of your good cities and your good towns that the native and the foreigner, especially your peers and your barons, are deterred from doing ill to you. I will remember that Paris and the good towns of my kingdom aided me against the barons when I was newly crowned. Honor and love all the people of the Holy Church, and be careful that no violence be done to them, and that their gifts and alms, which your predecessors have bestowed upon them, be not taken away or diminished. And I wish here to tell you what is related concerning King Philip, my ancestor, as one of his council, who said he heard it, told it to me. The king one day was with his privy council, and he was there who told me these words. And one of the king's conciliars said to him how much wrong and loss he suffered from those of the Holy Church, and that they took away his rights Lessen the jurisdiction of his court, and they marveled greatly how he endured it. And the good king answered, I am quite certain that they do, do me much wrong, but when I consider the goodness and kindness which God has done me, I had rather that my rights should go than have a contention or awaken a quarrel with the holy church. And this I te- tell you, that you may not lightly believe anything against the people of the Holy Church. So love them and honor them and watch over them, that they may in peace do the service of our Lord. Moreover, I advise you to love dearly the clergy, and so far as you are able, do good to them and their necessities, and likewise, love those by whom God is most honored and served and by whom the faith is preached and exalted. Dear Son, I advise that you love the reverence your father and your mother willingly remember, and keep their commandments, and be inclined to believe their good counsels. Love your brothers, and always wish their well-being and their good advancement, and also be to them in the place of a father, to instruct them in all good, but be watchful lest for the love which you bear to one you turn aside from right doing and do to the others that which is not met. Dear son, I advise you to bestow the benefit, the benefices, of holy church, which you have to give upon good persons of good and clean life and that you bestow them with the high council of upright men. And I am of the opinion that it is preferable to give them to those who hold nothing of holy church rather than to others. For if you inquire diligently, you will find enough of those who have nothing who will use wisely that entrusted to them. Dear son, I advise you that you try with all your strength to avoid warring against any Christian man, unless we have done you too much ill. And if wrong be done to you, try several ways to see if you can find how you can secure your rights before you make war. And act thus in order to avoid the sins which are committed in warfare. And if it fall out, that it is needful that you should make war either because some of your vassals has failed to plead his case in court or because he has done wrong to some church or to some poor person or to any other person whatsoever and is unwilling to make amends out of regard for you or for any other reasonable cause, whatever the reason for which, is, for which it is necessary for you to make war. Give diligent command to the poor folk who have done so wrong or crime be protected from damage to their vines, either through fire or otherwise, for it were more fitting that you should constrain the wrongdoer by taking his own property, either towns or castles, by force of siege, than you should devastate the property of the poor and be careful not to make and be careful not to start the war before you have good counsel that the cause is most reasonable and before you have summoned the offender to make amends you have waited as long as you should and if he ask mercy you ought to pardon him and accept his amends so that God may be pleased with you dear son i advise you to appease wars and contentions whether they be yours or those of your subjects, just as quickly as may be. For it is a thing most pleasing to our Lord. And Monsignor Martin gave us a very great example of this. For one time, when our Lord made it known to him that he was about to die, he set out to make peace between certain clerks of his archbishop, Rick. And he was of the opinion that in doing so, he was living a good end to life. Seek diligently, most sweet son, to have good bailies and good prevets in your land, and inquire frequently concerning their doings and how they conduct themselves, and if they administer justice well and do no wrong to anyone, nor anything which they sought not do. Inquire more often concerning those of your household, if they be too covetous or too arrogant, for it is natural that the members should seek to imitate their chief, that is, when the master is wise and well behaved. All those of his household follow his example and prefer it. For however much you ought to hate evil in others, you should have more hatred for the evil which comes from those who derive their power from you, than you bear to the evil of others. And the more ought you be on your guard and prevent this from happening. Dear son, I advise you always to be devoted to the church of Rome and the sovereign pontiff, our father, and to bear him the reverence and honor which you owe to your spiritual father. Dear Son, freely give power to persons of good character who know how to use it well and strive to have wickedness expelled from your land. That is to say, nasty oaths and everything said or done against God or Our Lady or the saints. In a wise and proper manner, put a stop in your land to bodily sins, dicing, taverns, and other sins. Put down heresies so far as you can and hold in a special abhorrence all sorts of people who are hostile to the faith, so that your land may be well purged of them, in such a manner as, by the sage counsel of good people, may appear to you advisable. (coughs) Further, the right with all your strength, moreover I admonish you, that you strive most earnestly to show your gratitude for the benefits which our Lord has bestowed upon you and that you may well know how to give him thanks, therefore. Dear son, take care that the expenses of your household are reasonable and moderate and that its money are justly obtained. And there is one opinion that I deeply wish you to entertain. That is to say that you keep yourself free from foolish expenses and, e- and evil exactions, and that your money should be well expanded and well acquired. In this opinion together with the other opinion, which are suitable and profitable, I pray that our Lord may teach you. Finally, sweet son, I conjure and require you that, if it please our Lord, that I should die before you, you have my soul secured with masses and orisons, and that you send through the congregations of the kingdom of France and demand their prayers for my soul, that you grant me a special and full part in all the good deeds which you perform. In conclusion, dear son, I give you all the blessings which a good and tender father can give to a son, and I pray our Lord Jesus Christ, By his mercy, by the prayers and merits of his blessed mother, the Virgin Mary, and the angels and archangels, and of all the saints, to guard and protect you from doing anything contrary to his will, and to give you grace to do it always, so that he may be honored and served by you. And this may he do to me as to you by his great bounty, so that after this mortal life we may be able to be together with him in the eternal life and see him love him praise him without end amen and glory honor and praise be to him who is one god with the father and the holy spirit without beginning and without end amen So that concludes the letter from St. Louis to his son. It's basically just a letter from a father instructing his son how to be a good king and a good Christian man. I know it was fairly long and fairly in-depth, but it really is a guide of living a morally right life. So I'm just going to break down 10 rules from St. Louis to his son that stood out to me throughout this letter. Number one, fix your whole heart on God and love him. Number two, give thanks in both good times and in bad times for you've been given much. Number three, Go to confession frequently. Number four, surround yourself with moral people and live to the standards of those morals. Number five, do not tolerate those who offend God. Number six, be the example for how to live right as those that are around you will imitate your behavior. Number seven, do not profit unfairly at the expense of others. Number eight, promote and support those around you who have good character. Number nine, remember those who are loyal to you, And be loyal to them, for they will have your back, and so you must have theirs. And lastly, number 10. Before you make war, make sure your reason is just, and do not harm those that are innocent. So those are my 10 takeaways from... St. Louis's letter. It's just so cool how these rules written almost 800 years ago are still applicable for a man's life and how to be a successful Christian man. So let's try to be examples to the young men in our lives. And we ask for St. Louis to pray for us in this venture. That's it for this episode. Keep fighting the good fight, guys.